Good morning, and welcome to The Freaks. If you've been with us before, you know what The Freaks are about. If you're new, welcome. But before we begin, you should be aware of a series of very important warnings. First and foremost, The Freaks are not for children. In all honesty, there's some grown adults that can't even handle them. The Freaks are not fake news. Nope. They've been gleaned fresh right from the unseemly underbelly of the internet. Yes, these are people who share or shared this world. And their antics are, at best, highly unusual, and at worst, mind-scarringly horrific. But no matter how you stack the freaks, and no matter how your day's going, you're going to feel so much better about yourself when you hear about people's actions that are far and away unacceptable, mind-bogglingly ignorant, intellectually bankrupt, profoundly drunk, poor decision-making, half-wit, sanctimonious reprobates. Your life, by comparison, is going to seem like a sweet dream. So strap on your helmets and buckle in. And if any time during the presentation of the freaks you taste blood or metal, that's normal. It's not good, but it's normal. So the door to the freak stands open, my friends. You're welcome to step through if you think you can handle it. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the freaks for Monday. This is happening with monotonous regularity, and it has to stop. A man on a flight from Salt Lake City to Portland faces federal charges accusing him of trying to open the emergency exit during the flight. Busted. The reason he wanted to do it is so we could have an opportunity to tell everyone about his COVID-19 vaccine views. Dumbass Michael DeMar, 32, charged Saturday Oregon's federal court with interfering with the flight crew. Witnesses say he removed the plastic covering of the emergency exit handle and pulled on the handle with his full body weight. I'm not sure if you can open it in flight. I think they have it set so you can't. But he was doing his darndest. Flight attendants say, hey, stop doing that. He did comply. He was then taken to the back of the plane. He was seated, physically restrained. Four passengers were asked to keep an eye on him. You see, that's, that's one of the only times where you're going to be deputized, you know, right in the middle of the flight. Guess yeah, what? Yeah. If he moves, break his neck. There were no reports that he appeared to be intoxicated or under the influence of any drugs. He admitted, the reason I did it is I thought other passengers would video me then that would give him an opportunity to share my thoughts on COVID-19. He's currently on probation after DUI conviction. He made an appearance in court on Monday. He's going to stay in custody for some, some time. If someone's leaning on the emergency handle... Well, now he can do that in jail. Yeah. He can tell him his thoughts on the COVID. It, it's time for an illegal football maneuver. Just, just clothesline the guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Oh, man. It's a sad story, but I guess it has a good ending, but it's a freaky story. A girl who went missing more than two years ago has been found alive and well living under the staircase of a New York home 160 miles away. Falsy Saltz was four years old when she went reported missing in 2019. Now six, she was discovered late Monday as a resident in a residence about 45 miles south of Albany. Officers who were acting on a tip found a makeshift room under a staircase that leads to the basement. Detectives used a tool to remove one of their wooden steps that's when the detectives saw a pair of tiny feet. Uh, they said that her abductor were found in a hidden room. So they went in the house. It was like a, a weird Winchester mystery house. Bless her heart. I know, poor little kid. Three people, oh, Kimberly Cooper, Kirk Schultz, and Kirk Schultz Sr., all taken into custody in connection with the kidnapping. Keeping her under a stairwell. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, Sick folks. Hopefully Sick. that little girl is going to be able to recover from that. I'm, that's, a, that's a pretty serious scar on a young psyche for a little yep. girl like yep. that. She'll have to have some help. Uh, an El Paso World War II veteran has celebrated his 100th birthday with family and friends. I like these kinds of stories. I feel so good, I don't know what to say, he said. 
When asked about what his secret was to living such a happy and long life, he said without hesitation, tequila. <laughs> okay. There you go. If you want to live to be 100, hit the tequila. Yeah. I thought maybe he just fell over at that point. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, healthy living, you know, that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Um, this is kind of funny. In, in places where it's really cold, these types of freak stories can develop. Residents of Dartmouth uh, say they have a new landmark to enjoy as they drive past Lake Mimac. I'm sorry, Micmac. After Modus lost control of his car, he pummeled into the frozen lake. Firefighters responded, able to rescue the driver, but it was so cold that even though it was partially broke through the ice, it froze. Oh, no. They're saying there's no way they're going to try to take a tow truck out on the ice, so that car stuck there till the thaw. So there's <laughs> half in, half out. Where's your car? It's over there. Right. See, right over there, stuck <laughs> yeah. in the lake? That's a reminder every time he drives by, yeah. if he has another car to drive by in. Uh, you know, something there's... There's small mistakes, there's big mistakes, and then there's, oh, geez, that's an alpha mistake. Here, here's an alpha mistake. Uh, two ferries uh, construction have been delayed after a cabling blunder. Between 400 and 900 groups of wires, some of them more than 100 yards long, will have to be stripped out and replaced. Oh, man. The error happened during the construction of the first ship, the Glenn Sanix. The current management said remedial work will have to affect uh, the, the delivery and the cost. Apparently, the cables have been left coiled up, their ends ready to be connected to the equipment. But once they uncoiled them, they realized they're 20 feet too short. <laughs> oh, they've got to yank all those cables out oh, and put new ones. That's a bad news. You, you'd think maybe they could splice another 20 <laughs> feet on there, but maybe maybe not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I think, I think this is actually pretty cool. I, I might rethink the way I want my final resting place to go. Sandy Hawk, 77, updated her will. She added that she wanted to become part of a coral reef when she died. The unusual request means her cremated remains will be mixed into a concrete dome known as a reef ball. She will then become, become part of an artificial reef, having a second life on the seabed. You provide structure for fish to swim through, a place for plants to grow. It's that, oh, I thought it would be so nice to be, to be down there with little orange fish darting through my the holes in my ball. And this is a weird thing to say. The service is provided by Eternal Reefs. The Florida-based charity says it offers a way to give back after life by replenishing the dwindling natural reef system. Not only do they place the balls made of uh, neutral concrete with human ashes in regulated areas, they also give you a GPS coordinate, so if you want to go and know where your loved one is, hey, here's, here's where we can pay our respects. Reef balls can attract a whole host of marine life in a largely barren seabed. Florida is now home to 56 species of fish as well as crabs, sea urchins, sponges, and coral. All because of some of these artificial reef. That's kind of cool. You dumbass. I think that's it. <laughs> Who that's wants cool. to be thrown in the lake? I, it's, a, it's in the ocean, but yeah, I think that's pretty darn cool. You have a, I've got a clownfish living inside me. Yeah. yeah. All right, just going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our final handful of freaks. Yeah. Well, no, I, the, here's the deal. I, I think if I get married, I would like to see her. Uh, yeah, you'd like to look into your eyes and say, yeah. You know, if you can't take off long enough to, to get married, then you don't need to get married. Now, a double proxy divorce, I could. I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't need any part yeah. of that. You know I what I mean? Just send no. in whoever you want to send in. I don't, yeah. I don't need, yeah, but how weird is that? Do they kiss? You know, you might not kiss the bride. I don't know. That's, I wouldn't think so. That's pretty strange. Uh, this video is, is very funny, by the way, if you want to check it out. An ice fishing uh, mishap was caught on camera in northern Minnesota. 
Uh, it's been viewed already 150,000 times, 150,001 because I watched it. Uh, video was uploaded uh, by Seth Trobeck. He was fishing. Uh, he was doing ice fishing. And apparently, they've got these things. They're ice fishing tents. It's, it's a good-sized tent. You can drill a hole in the ice, and, and apparently, you, you drag it around by hooking it up to a snowmobile. Uh, one of his friends decided to go pick up another friend in their snowmobile. Unfortunately, he Uh-oh. forgot that it was still hooked up to their fish oh, house. Oh, no. So the guy inside there no, sitting no, there fishing no, like nothing's going no, on. No. All of a sudden, the hole in the ground just disappears because he's, he's whizzing along. Don't do it. I'm warning you. He, do he fall, do it. finally falls through the hole in the bottom of the tent, oh. not into the water. I can only imagine he had some splaining to do when he was. It's pretty darn funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, Max, you might like this one. A man convicted of cyber fraud sentenced to sweep the police station. Yep, uh, a Nigerian man was given the unusual sentence. The judge ordered him to sweep the uh, police station every day for a 90-day period. He was found guilty of scamming an American woman out of $550. 21-year-old Isaac Clement begged the judge for leniency. He says, you know, handed down the sentence, and he handed him a broom. There you go. Sounds like he got leniency. Yeah, that's a, that. That's pretty. Sweeping is not that bad, right? No, no. At least you're not in jail and yeah, suffering. Have, you know, paved the parking lot or something. Yeah. That would have been move the bar mills to the attic. I. This is a sad story, but certainly a freak story. A Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Las Vegas convenience store clerk who shot a customer who refused to wear a mask, then shot himself. And would have to face criminal charges had he survived. Police report said that the cashier at the Terrible's gas station. That's the name of it. Terrible's gas station was pronounced dead at the scene from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The customer was treated for a gunshot wound to the shoulder. Police say the clerk yelled at the customer to put on a mask or leave the store, but he refused and tried to buy three bags of chips. The clerk refused to serve the man. The man walked out without paying for the chips. The clerk followed him outside, pulled a handgun, fired three rounds at the victim before putting the gun to his head and killing himself. What the hell is wrong with people? I know, and the victim survived. Man, I know. Just... I don't. I just don't know. You just can't fix stupid. Now this, I, there's. I fully expect to be more of a story, a follow up on this one. A Carnival Valor is the name of the ship. Carnival Valor has docked in New Orleans after a woman jumped from a balcony into the Gulf of Mexico. The Coast Guard says 32 year old woman went overboard on the cruise ship around 2:28 p.m. Apparently, uh, a spokesman for the Carnival Cruise Line says the guest jumped from the balcony was not in handcuffs, despite passengers' earlier statements. Here's what happened. There's cell phone video that shows the incident. There's three security guards holding a woman's arms behind her back, but she's not cuffed. She gets up and screams, Alicia! Then they try to help her up a flight of stairs. That's when she breaks free and runs and jumps off the side of the ship. Passengers say she jumped off the 10th floor. She hit the side of the ship on the way down before hitting the water face first. The woman disappeared soon oh, after. Man. They did toss a life preserver and a flare marking her position. Not a surprise. She wasn't there when they were. Yeah, if you hit, you hit the boat on the way down and then hit the water face first. There's, there's a story behind that one. Okay, here's, a, here's our final story. And it's, it happened in Florida. A Florida man, so you know it's weird. He dies like a Florida man would die. He's operating a, a, sweet, a street sweeper. He was killed Friday night after a collision with a car in a supermarket parking lot. The collision ejected him from his vehicle, which kept on going, running him over. So those two big old round brushes in front pulled that poor guy in. According to the highway patrol, uh, the man who was not identified was clearing the parking lot 
of a public supermarket with the sweeper. I'm not sure what condition he was in when they pulled him out other than clean. Dead. He was clean. Clean, clean and nice dead. And, nice and clean. This poor guy. I mean, that's, that's, all. that's about as freak an accident as you can have. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Thanks, Max, for everything that you guys do. Enjoy your President's Day. Please be careful. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.